This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with the returning David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jack, we got you for a three hour ride on this Tuesday morning with open phone lines for you. 312. 332-ESPN-332-3776 is our phone number. Cap is as uh, tan as me. He walked in the studio. Shay said, good morning, hoodie. <laughs> and, and made the mistake because of the tan. The Florida tan. Not the beer tan. Just a tan because the sun kissed you over the weekend. Great to be back. We just had a quick four-day excursion. How's the sun? It was awesome. 84 degrees. <laughs> oh, God. It was spectacular, spectacular, sunny, warm, great. And then we get on the plane to come back yesterday, get on the flight. My wife always sits in the window seat. I always sit in the middle because I don't want some jackaloon in between us. Otherwise, I would sit on the aisle. That's fair. Right. And my wife said, I'll sit in the middle, but I'm going to lean up against you when I fall asleep then. No, I don't want that oh you don't want her head on your shoulder it's more than that she's like draped on me so this way she's up against the window she is your wife after all you don't but you would rather her not do that correct okay so i sit in the middle i take the middle seat no big deal uh-huh. watch my movies and whatever it is and all of a sudden we're in there's the first class section and we're in coach second row so my wife's on the far right. I'm right next to her. Woman, very nice woman. Physics teacher at Bennett Academy, right next to me. Mm, a, lot of, a lot of intel there. Yeah. Mm. And then a lady on the aisle in our same row. And I look over, and she's kind of slumped down like, that doesn't look good. Not sleeping? She was not. I didn't think she was sleeping. Mm. And I see the two people next to her uh, panicking. And you hear the PA go on. Do we have any medical personnel on board? Please come to the front of the plane immediately. And I'm like, medical personnel? My brother and sister-in-law are doctors. My sister-in-law is an internist, Wendy, and my brother Bruce is an eye surgeon. So I figure he's got his headset on. He doesn't hear this. Nope. They're already up and down the aisle. Here they come. And for the next two hours... They, I'm like, oh, we're going to have to land emergency landing and who knows where. Birmingham. Probably. Mm-hmm. And please let this lady be okay. And my brother's there. They bring oxygen. He's got the oxygen on her. They're testing her pulse and her blood pressure. And then uh, they did a page. They were looking for a particular kind of medicine. And the lady's going to be okay. She, they, It was super I was never prouder of my brother and sister-in-law in the moment 
because here comes the flight attendant back and forth, and she's talking to the ground. To the United was amazing. Mm-hmm. They have a medical person that she reaches out to, relays the vitals. They make the decision, do we need to land in consultation with my brother and sister-in-law? And they decide we can make it to Chicago. And then the paramedics, can, please do not get up from your seats when we land. Uh, medical personnel is coming on. And here comes the O'Hare paramedic team. And the lady is able to stand and they guide her off. And my brother and sister-in-law get a ov- huge ovation from the whole plane. Super cool, man. Mm-hmm. And they worked on the lady for a while and took her to the hospital. But my brother checked in and they said, she's going to be okay. Yeah. She's in some kind of irregular heart rate. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, I took my headset off and I'm just sitting there and thought about doing play-by-play. Yeah, I was wondering when you was going to stick your beak in there. Because I know that you think that you could... You know, fly a plane and save a life and all that kind of nonsense. So I was wondering, when did you stick your beak in there? Did you did you t- get the paddles out? I saw some place the paddles work. And by the way, Kansas City, they're going to the Super Bowl. Take that. Clear. <laughs> Is that what happened? No, but what I was going to do, and I got my phone out. Oh, of course. I was going to video it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my there God. We have it. I knew yeah. your beak had to be in there somehow. Yeah. So I was going to video. You couldn't see her wow. face. Here oh. I am. Because you had the <laughs> two, two doctors around, and I was going to video it. Uh-huh. Honest to God, I took out my phone. Of course. And I was going to video and go, there's Bruce as he moves in with the oxygen. Oh Wendy taking the pulse. Now they're asking for the flight crew to come up and help. And Bruce between, between the rings, yeah. right side yeah. Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> comes up shooting, hits it. Yeah. Knocks it down from three. From three. <laughs> and my wife's like, put your phone away. Huh? I said, hon, I'm not going to show the woman's face. I'm not going to identify who she is. I don't know her name. Yeah. Correct. You just... And then Zetterman texts me, yes, last night. Why didn't you do play-by-play? Dude, it would have been hilarious. I, Hoodie, My this wife is, stopped me. This is the same yes. guy who walked by a car crash in downtown Chicago and stopped to take a video in front of him. We oh. should not be surprised. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I thought was going to happen. I just thought somehow, some way, you'd be part of the story and be able to videotape it or something. What's your name, Rosalie? All right, we're going to do a recap right here, right in front of the dead body. Here we go. Three, two, one. No, sideways. Thanks. Here we go. Three, two, one. Welcome into the recap. This lady's passed out on the floor, but Dr. Bruce getting the job done. Wendy getting the job done. Look at this. Zoom in, huh? Zoom in. There you go. <laughs> Outstanding. Brought to you by the enemy. <laughs> I mean, just, that's what I was expecting. You getting your beak in there because of the the reporter, the, the nature of your reporting skills over the years. I thought you'd be able to report on this. I was going to do like a recap. Of course. And my wife's like, put that phone away. That's private over there. I oh, said, oh God. I'm not going to show her face. It's just a way to let people know. You never know what's coming around the corner, good or bad. There may be a winning lottery ticket in your future. There may be a dirt nap. You don't know. You just want the cheap $100 so you can send it over to Fox 32. 
because the, of the video. That's how much it costs, I believe. Medical emergency on the United flight coming from Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, my God. We'll give you 200 for it. Hang on, ABC, how much? Oh, my God. Kevin Cross, NBC, I need 500. It's yours. Oh, it's the, the highest bidder to someone who could be dead right Hold there on. in the plane. TMZ's calling. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's. He's Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie, Nightcrawler. You ever seen yes, that? Yes. Running around to disasters so that he can sell the breaking news video. <laughs> it's just it's just unbelievable. I, I knew somehow, some way, he'd try to get his beak in there. I'm going to videotape this. No, no. And, and, and then Bruce Kaplan. Let's talk about Dr. Bruce, the eye surgeon. Where did he learn the technique? Watch an emergency? How does he know what to do in there? Well, you go through all your rotations. Yeah, he's what trained rota- in what, ro- what rotation? Well, you don't just only work on eyes as you're going through your residency. He trained at Mayo, but you go through general medicine, emergency medicine, orthopedics, everything. You do it all. No shot. Yeah. He watched Trapper John MD. That's where he learned. Wow. He he doesn't know. He just watched TV, the old shows from the 80s. And then Wendy's an internist. Yeah. Dinners with Mark File, the old Bulls trainer. That's how he knew what to do there. He doesn't know. Yeah, but he's he sprung into action. Did someone say, "Doctor, we didn't say I, sir." That's fine. I can do it. Get out of the way. And he steps right in there. Crazy. And then you. Did you get out of the seat? By the way, did you go back there with the with the corpse? No, they were right next to me. Okay. Once the lady from Bennett Academy was right next to me, and then huh? on the other side of the aisle was the uh, victim. But. The- <laughs> The, oh victim. My God. the victim, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I don't believe that's what you call her. Well, what, what would you say? The Here's patient. the victim. Okay, the patient. <laughs> Maybe patient's a better word. Victim? God almighty. she was attacked on this flight. <laughs> but I, I, I got to shout out United Airlines because their crew, I mean, right into it. And I'm watching the lady communicating over some kind of thing, machine she had in her yes. hand with the ground. Okay, doctor, what do you have again for vitals? What's the update? Here's the blood pressure. Here's the heart rate. She's not in an, she's in an irregular heart rate. I'm like, oh, boy. So, so, Jack, you know what this is, right? I mean, he's shouting out United because he's so happy he didn't have to land in Beckley, West Virginia. <laughs> that, that's what that was. <laughs> Thank God! The plane's still going! They, they, Good didn't job, him, they didn't put him down in a field in Oklahoma. He's like, Thank God. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that is. That's exactly what it is. You mean we don't have to land this bird? Good job, Bruce. Keep her alive so we can keep this thing moving. Got a show tomorrow. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what that was. Ah, You can shout out the airline, but ultimately you're just happy that Bruce kept her afloat so you can be able to get off of there. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's all that is. Buddy, headphones on or off in that spot. You know me. Headphones are on. Oh, yeah. You're not interrupting my movie. I'm trying to relax. <laughs> I got a podcast to listen to. Wow. <laughs> Wait, Woj is on. Is she all right? All right. Hoops Collective. That's what I'm listening to. I'm watching the game on the TV, on the screen in the seat. Texas and Houston, it's overtime. Can you quiet down, please? My God. No, People are trying on. to relax. Put that on the poll at ESPN 1000. In an airplane emergency, are you still watching your movie, or are you concerned about the victim? We'll put that out there and see what, how that comes back. But not Cap, though, because there was an opportunity for him to be able to stick his beak in there and be able to see, you know, videotape. And again, actually rolling it to show Bruce, 
and sharing it with the family, that actually is pretty it's pretty spot on if you could have done that. But, right. But your wife, the patron saint, told you. can't you do that. Put that phone down. You can't do that. That's <laughs> private there. I said, hon, I'm not going to show who she is. I'm just going to show how great the medical treatment was. Yeah. You get two Mayo Clinic trained doctors. Yes. Happen to be on your flight. Yes. How about that? And if her face does show on the video, you could always blur it out. You can have your editors that right. take care of the recap. They Jay can just, Moore, can you do this, can, please? Can you, can you just blur her, her big face out, her, her blue face? Yes. Could you, could you just blow? Could you just, <laughs> you just blur it out so I don't get sued? Take that. Super cool, man, to watch them in action. All right, so now what happens? Have you, uh, do you have a connection to the um, victim? Have you called over there to find out if she's okay? Bruce then. And? Bruce followed. Yeah, she's going to be all right. Okay. Okay. What's her problem, though? Is that she uh, had a bad meal on the flight? What happened there? No, she had a heart issue. She was in a regular heart rate. How old a woman is she, dude? I'm going to guess. I mean, as she was laying on the floor, how'd she look? She wasn't on the floor. She was slumped down in the seat. Um, But then they put her on the floor just to do some some medical? uh... No, they brought, uh, Bruce brought oxygen to her. They Mm -hmm. put the mask on her. Yeah. And then he treated her with, I don't know exactly what he did. I mean, you want me to break down a 2-2-1 full court press? I'm with you. Yeah. What he was doing over there, I don't really know. We need the full film breakdown. That, now I'm wishing you got the camera out so you could give us a full film breakdown of right. the emergency response. Right. I was going to absolutely, in my seat, turn in selfie style. Welcome into the recap of a medical emergency (laughs) on the United flight from Fort Myers, Florida. I'm David Kaplan. That is my wife who's not happy I'm doing it. Behind me, we have a woman slumped in her seat. David. Two medical personnel on the flight who happen to be my brother Bruce and my sister-in-law Wendy. Of course. And and doing it that loud, too, by the way, so the whole plane could just hear the whole thing. For God's sakes. It's just poor woman's just trying to relax. Will we have to land in Nashville? I'm not sure. But let this be a lesson to you. Don't drink as much caffeine as this woman apparently did. I'm dying here. That's on you, lady. A little bit less Pepsi next time. Take that. Pop's bad for you. Anyway. Think about water with a little electrolyte. Of course, that's all she needs. A dying woman needs your lecture. That's all she needs. You pointing down at her. See that right there? When you drink too much pop, you could die on a plane. Take that. Anyway. SEO level up. Terrific place. <laughs> like I, I mean, that's that's what happened right there. Yeah, start doing doing plugs. It's ridiculous. But you know, this is why your wife is going to heaven. She she will be the first one. There won't be like um, a process. She doesn't have to wait in the office to get to. She'll just go right through the through the gates right, right there. For, for stuff like that. You were married how many years to this maniac? Yeah, you're right. Right, right Come through. On. Come on in. But but what about the, the, the paperwork? No paperwork. Just right through. Yeah. Because of what she just did she right there. She has TSA pre-checked to heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Clear. <laughs> right there. Right so, through. I tried to do a video recap. No. You know, what was going on. Because it'd be cool to send it to the family and go, look at what Brew and Wend did. Look at this. That's fine. That's fine. But but she did. But this is why Mindy is the best because she looks over, she sees you're gonna pull your David. 
You can't do that. That's, that's exactly a, what she said. That's exactly right. David, please. She's dying over there. I said, all right, then let me just get a picture. Oh, my <laughs> God. A selfie. Say cheese. No, I wouldn't have been in it. I was just taking a picture of them at work. You would have found. And, she, and she's like, absolutely not. No. You would have found your, your beak in there. You would have put your face in there and then sent it to the group chat. Look at this. Dying woman. Cheese. Take that. That's what you would have done. If you if you had a medical emergency on a flight, you're the patient. Yeah. Do you want or victim? Do you want, <laughs> yeah. do you want Kaplan's video so that you can look back on what was happening and the people who saved you? Here's a video reminder of the worst moment of your life. I, yeah, no, I would not want to see that. No, I would not. I I don't want to see myself troubled on video. Absolutely not. Now people can tell me the story, but I don't need the video evidence of what happened there. Absolutely not. I'm on a charter tonight to Evansville. If something, God forbid, something goes down, I hope that the players or the coaches don't videotape it. Keep watching the movie. Yeah, just keep, yes, keep head straight. Keep watching the bad movie. That's exactly right. That's, that's how I do it. I don't need anyone to know. Yeah, so. I regret listening to my wife. Oh, stop. I should have done the recap right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you did not. As you are listening to Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. This is what you are turning. This is your first opportunity to talk about the NFC and AFC championship games. We know what the Super Bowl is now. It's going to be San Francisco against Kansas City. Um, but closer to home here in the NFC North, boy, I mean, if you're the Bears, I mean, you already have pressure to win. But the idea that you're in last place looking up at the other three teams and that two of the teams in the division had a nice long run in the playoffs, including Detroit, you have to be like, okay, game on, even more so now. Detroit losing to San Francisco, but the point is that the Lions did something uh, they haven't done since the early 90s to get to the stratosphere. So I looked at that game, and again, I wanted the Lions to win. I was excited how they were playing because I had a ticket on them to win the Super Bowl. Whether they won it or not, the buyout this week would have been significant. It was going to pay a lot of money, almost ten grand. Yeah, and the buyout going into Sunday was six hundred and fifty bucks. I'm like, and no, Mm-mm. not buying it out for six hundred and fifty. Ten thousand? No, you want to offer me eight? Okay, I'll take it. Eight grand would have been great. Yes, and then they. Blow the lead and lose. Not happy about it. So, we'll see. It's going to be Niners and Chiefs. No, 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 no. No, you don't get a chance to, you don't turn the page that quickly. No, we have to delve into this. You watch the game, the ebb and flow of the game. Every snap. And I'm watching in the first half, and I'm saying, boy, this Lions team is unafraid. They're on the road, big spot, and they're just driving it right down the San Francisco 49ers' throat. And Brock Purdy looks anemic out there in the first half. And you had that feeling, I'm sure, at, at, like I did at halftime. Wow, look at the Lions. Look at this team, unafraid. They're going to march their way to the Super Bowl. As a matter of fact, who's one of the players, who was it, uh, Shay, that was waving goodbye in the first half? What C.J. Gardner. C.J. Gardner. What in the F is that? Who does that that early? Dumb. Like, with time running down, like a minute left in the fourth quarter when the game's out of reach, okay, you want to do that? I don't agree with it. You want to do that? It's fine. But you're waving goodbye like the game's over. Game was not over. So what are your, what's your emotions from the first half to the second half? So I had no problem. I would have kicked the field goal, let's be clear. And I said that at that moment. Kick the field goal. 
My brother and I are watching. We're like, take the points. We both had the Lions. We're good. He goes for it. They run a really good play. And who dropped it? Josh Reynolds? Yeah. I think it was Josh yeah, Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah. Right in his freaking hands. Yeah. Make the play. Biggest moment of your career right there. Dropped it. Okay. I did not find it an egregious decision to go for it. That's who he is, Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. The one that bothered me was down at the goal line late. You got to preserve your timeouts. Yeah. They ran David Montgomery and he got stuffed for a loss of one. Now you got to use a timeout. And so when you stop them at the end of the game, fourth down, there's one second left. Game over. That's it. They took the snap. Guy ran back, killed off one second, game over. That one bothered me. You should have had a timeout. Now, I'm not telling you they would have gone down and won the game, but they certainly had a better chance than they ended up having blowing the timeout. I love Dan Campbell. I think he's a really good football coach. I think his players love playing for him. And all the comments I listened to after the game, hey, man, we roll with Dan. He's our guy. We agree with all of it. I wish we had a guy like that. Well, let let me just talk about this a different way than I did yesterday because when we take a look at the Lions and Dan Campbell, you have to give the Lions a lot of credit for getting to this spot. We have not seen the Lions uh, on this level since Wayne Fonts was a coach, and that was years ago in the early 90s, 91. What I would say, Cap, is that I never like to to kind of hyper-focus on one thing when a football team loses, because we do this with Bears analysis all the time. We could all put it on Eberflus or put it all on Getze when he was the offensive coordinator or put it all on Justin Fields. But when you lose, you lose as a team. Now, I know that that doesn't sound sexy, and I don't care if it does or doesn't because it's a fact of life. When you lose, you lose as a team. If you don't reach your goals financially in your office in one of these big high-rises downtown, um, you lose as a group, not just one person. Correct. There's a face of it always. There's always a boss. But when you lose, you lose together. Unless it's a kicker late in the fourth quarter, you can blame the kicker. <laughs> like, you know, with the game on the line, the kicker misses the kick. Okay, blame the kicker. But ultimately, we hyper-focus on one thing. Sports television and sports radio in some ways has dumbed down the conversation to be able to boil it down to just one thing. Dan Campbell is not the reason why the Lions lost that game on Sunday. His decision-making is decision-making of a young coach that's going to make mistakes. You may like Dan Campbell because he's all in and he's got this big personality and the players are all in. But you also have to look at Dan Campbell on the other side of that coin and say, Dan Campbell, he likes to gamble. He likes to roll the dice. He likes to go all in. And by the way, if that's all you are, then you're not a complete coach. And he has to learn that. He will learn from his mistakes, not just in the regular season, but in that moment. Because for Dan Campbell, he says, I do that again. I do all those things again. He's lying to you. Because any coach evolves. If you stand still, then the life will pass you by. And so what I'm saying is, is that it's just not him. It's Jameer Gibbs' fumble, in which I give the ball to Montgomery. Not to, it's a fullback kind of play. Why doesn't Montgomery have the ball in that spot? More shorthanded, he'd hold on to the football. You give it to the rookie in that spot, he fumbles. Josh Reynolds, who you talked about, two crucial drops. That guy has been uh, a catalyst for the Lions all season as a wide receiver. Two In the worst spot, two drops. The defense that no one's talking about caved in 
You, I mean, you, you're up 17 in the defense, allowed Brock Purdy to nickel-dime, 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 run the football down their throats, and they lost the game. And then Ben Johnson, too. You know what's a hallmark of the Lions, as good as they've been? They just, they're anemic in the third quarter. I don't know what, how come they don't score enough. Look, go back through the games. Why are they so bad out of the locker room? I thought he was, it was too cute at times uh, as offensive coordinator in that game on Sunday. But they are not very good in the third quarter. So what I'm saying is, Cap, is that everyone's talking about the decision-making of, of, of uh, Dan Campbell. Can I just tell you? Like, we can disagree on some of his calls. But he's always been an aggressive coach. Okay. But you know what the best coaches are? Here's my fastball. Here's my fastball. Here's my, oh, here's my curveball. Right. Here's my slider. He will learn the curveball and the slider Correct. later on. Change speeds. Yeah, while, while he's coaching and he'll continue to coach his lines, he will find a way to be like, you know, in that spot, my gut reaction is I need more points in that situation instead of extending the time on the clock. He'll learn. Still a young coach. We forget that. He is. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's a really good leader. His players love playing for him. It's just disappointing. If, if you're a Lions fan, you haven't been there ever. And here you had a chance to get to the Super Bowl. My family is sick, and I, as, as you well know, I have family in, in the Detroit area, Benton Harbor. There have been Lions fans forever on my mother's side. They're sick because they see the landscape of sports in that town. They're like, this is our best shot. Right. It's like around here. Correct. <laughs> Very similar, right? right? They're just looking. They're just like, man, this is our best opportunity. And I think that Dan Campbell, who not only wins on the field but also wins at the press conference as well, He's very good. You'd have to worry about him and his bedside manner at the mic. He's doing just fine, thank you. This, I thought, was very key. It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the offseason, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up, and uh, you know, you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine, you know, which is fine. But... Um, so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity. And we, we had an opportunity, and we just couldn't close it out. It's, it does stink. What he said resonated with me a lot yesterday because he says what we would say here on the microphones or what some fans would say. Man, you only get – sometimes you only get one shot at this, Cap. And, and I believe that the Lions will be a perennial playoff team. They'll be in the playoffs next year. Will they get to this stratosphere? Probably not. As much as you and I respect golf and what Campbell has done of being all in and aggressive and the team follows suit, I mean, he told the truth right there that most 99% of the coaches wouldn't say it like he said it. Correct. You heard what he said. That's why I like him. He's super honest. He goes, I don't care who we draft or who we bring in free agency. We may not be get back here. <laughs> That's what I mean. And I know if you're an owner or a general manager, you know, if your home's like, what do you mean we're not going to be heck? Because that's how the NFL works. I'm not going to, you know, uh, stamp out the opportunity for the Lions to be back here again. I'm just saying that just through, by chance, the Lions may or may not be in the NFC title game. Again, under Campbell. Just because that's the way the NFL works. 
I can make you at least one promise. They ain't going to have a 17-point lead in the NFC title game again. It's fair. You know how hard it is to go and have a 17-point lead? Yeah. It's like people thought the Falcons would be right back with Matt Ryan. Whoops. Yeah. Never got there. See? So, so I mean, again, Bears fans watching this, you can laugh at the Packers, you can laugh at the Lions, but guess what? They were able to get to the playoffs, and they made they did some damage in the playoffs. Green Bay Packers were able to go into Dallas like they weren't even there and just ran right through them. Ran right through them. The Lions in that situation, I thought, and I even I got comfortable watching it to happen. I'm like, boy, look at this Lions team. They're going to Santa Clara like it's a neutral site game. And there was their share of Lions fans there, too. But the 49ers fans were quiet. And they were beating their ass until they weren't. And Green Bay should have knocked out the 49ers. They should have. Green Bay's at home going, how did we blow that game? We should have won that game. See, this is why we will listen to all opinions. But there's some opinions that you just wipe away. It's kind of like a seminar, a 90-minute seminar. And someone says something that rings a bell with you. And then some of it you just wash away like it didn't happen. When, a, when one of our listeners or callers says that the Bears are on the same plane as the Lions and the Packers and Justin Fields is the same as the quarterbacks that they have, and you just you pretend like it didn't happen. You don't, even, you don't even take that opinion in account and just be like, okay, you don't watch football. You have no idea what you're talking about. Because we saw the best of the best right up here, right up to the Super Bowl, we know what great teams look like. You and I, we know, a lot of our fans know, but those that want to turn a blind eye to it and think the Bears are on that level, not even close. Not even close. But I think we're trending in the right direction. Sure. I really do. Sure. That's why I think they're going to look and go, all right, we got to draft this quarterback. That's what I think they're going to do. So as we talk about not just the Lions when them falling short against San Francisco and the Green Bay Packers, uh, and what they did in the playoffs, they taking a step, a big step, beating Dallas and then falling short against San Francisco. Let's ask this question. Shay, let's open the phone lines this morning. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and I want to find out from you, who is the biggest threat to the Bears' long-term future? Is it the Packers or is it the Lions? It's a great question. If you had to choose one, because we're holding your feet to the fire now, you saw them in the playoffs. They're both eliminated. Now San Francisco is the... The uh, champion of the NFC. Who is the biggest threat to the Bears' long-term future? You saw it. We want to get your reaction to it, and we'll get your phone calls in here next. Shot or no shot at 8 o'clock, all part of the mix on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Carmat Energy Efficiency Program. Bulls are back in action tonight against the Toronto Raptors at the United Center. Bulls won their last game against Portland over the weekend and remain in the play-in tournament hunt at 22 and 25. Bulls are six and a half point favorites tonight. Chiefs pass rusher Charles Amenehue exited the AFC title game with a knee injury and confirmed yesterday on social media he is out for the Super Bowl with a torn ACL. Chargers have a new head coach, Jim Harbaugh, and reportedly have a new GM and Joe Horitz. Horitz is the Baltimore Ravens director of player personnel since 2019 and had been with Baltimore for 26 years. The Milwaukee Bucks lost Doc Rivers coaching debut 113-107 to the Nuggets last night. It was a defensive improvement for the Bucks, who ranked 24th in defensive efficiency under former coach Adrian Griffin. Jack. 
Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Thirty-six after the hour here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. You know who's still standing? San Francisco and Kansas City. Okay, Mr. DJ. I mean, <laughs> it just goes with the music, doesn't it? Uh, so, the city of Big Shoulders, Chicago. We're talking about San Francisco and Kansas City. They're going to be in the big game. Um, who is the biggest threat uh, to the Bears' long-term future? We're talking about the Packers and uh, the Lions. And again, we watched that game on Sunday. The Lions had it and then until, until they didn't, and they lose to San Francisco. The Packers also had an impressive run. Just on the other side of that with the Packers, you know, Jordan Love caps the first one on it saying, he's pretty good, kid, I'm just telling you. But no one really knew. It's one thing to be able to look at the intangibles of Jordan Love, but then you saw an ebb and flow where starting off hot, had to learn from some losses and was able to pull the nose up on the Packers' plane, and they had a nice run. Now, I know from the average Packer fan, friends, that we have, that's not good enough because the Packers have been the bridesmaid for so long um, that they say, why are we always in the playoffs but can never get to the dance? How come we can't get there? I know that's not good enough, but from you and I as a Bears fan, all we see is the Bears getting their ass whooped by the Packers time and time and time again. That Green Bay team is the youngest team in the NFL this season. That Green Bay team has one more offseason where they've got to move money around because they're paying off the Rodgers dead cap hit. But that Green Bay team has draft capital. they got a pick coming from the Jets, which is fairly high. They're really freaking good, and I love their coach. Their coach is really, really good. And I think he's 10-0 lifetime in his career against the Bears. Yep. Frank Clark, the guy, or Kenny Clark, the guy in the middle, he's 15 and 0 against the Bears. So until we can even threaten them, what are we doing? They're, they're just better than we are. That's just a fact. They walked in here week one. Worst loss of the season was week one. We had all that momentum, electricity, 38 to 20. See ya. Thanks for coming. Then go up there, and I was there, beaten again in a game that was not as close as the score might indicate. Yes. The Lions, the Lions have a lot of talent. Yes, they do. Now, will they be as hungry? Can they get back there like Dan Campbell said? We'll find out. They certainly have a better roster than we do at this point. How will they navigate through that first-place schedule? Right. That's going to be interesting to see. A lot tougher. Yeah, a lot tougher, but I still believe that that is a playoff team. I'm just going by the teams in the NFC. I think that they will be one of them. I can't tell you how long they're going to be there, but Campbell, I mean, again, it's putting reality right there in your face. We, I mean, this is our best opportunity, and it was. It was a great opportunity to continue the momentum. Think about back-to-back playoff games, an electric forward field. You're winning those games, and then you get to San Francisco, and then just the, the water shuts off in the second half on all of it. Defense, coaching, offense just making mistakes at the wrong time, and then San Francisco showed their poise, man. Whatever you want to say about Brock, Brock Purdy, it doesn't matter to me if he's aesthetically pleasing or not. I look at results. The results yeah. are there. Late in games, he's putting the 49ers in a position to win. And, and last that's what week, when Green, it was against Green Bay, he had to lead a drive late. Guess what? He did. You can say whatever you want about him. That dude's playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And a lot of teams are not. Obviously. And he had a lot to do with it. 
Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Andy is on the Eisenhower on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Andy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? What's up, man? So I heard you say we're not on the, the Lions and the Packers level, but I was at Soldier Field, and I watched the Bears crush the Lions, and yeah. we should have beat them in Detroit also. Okay, it's so still a week-to-week week league. They won the division, and they were playing. They were a click away from going to the Super Bowl. We're not at their level. Oh, okay, fair enough. I would say with the Lions, Campbell's a moron. The offensive coordinator, who's really good, Johnson, is going to be gone. And they're going to sign Goff to a big-money deal who's not a good quarterback. I agree with Dan Campbell. They're, that was their shot, and they lost it. Oh, oh, hold on a second. Why would you say that Jason, Jason, there I go, Jared Goff is not a good quarterback because the numbers would tell you that your analysis is incorrect. How many picks did he throw against the Bears this year? Is it five? Is that the only Lions games he watches against the Bears? Is that is that the is that the litmus test? Because I I saw a team, I saw a team that was on the precipice of getting to the Super Bowl. If you're only watching Bears Lions, I can understand your your point of view. So I'm watching it, but I'm just saying the only thing I care about is we're talking about who's the biggest threat to the Bears, right? Yeah. So to me, I'm not worried about the Lions. The Packers are a different story. I think, you know, Love obviously had a great season. LaFleur coach circles around Eberflus. So, you know, they're going to, uh, you know, the Packers own the Bears until proven otherwise. But uh, that that's the way I see it. Just remember that Jared Goff Man. this year, 67% completion, 4,600 yards, 30-12 to 12 TD to interception, passer rating of 98. Oh, last year, 4,500 yards, passer rating of 99. The year before, he was not as good, 3,200, and a passer rating of 91. He's got what? One, two, three, four, four... 4,000-yard seasons. He's gone to the Super Bowl with the Rams, and he's taken the Lions to the NFC title game. Right now, he's better than anything we've ever had in our franchise's history. That's a top-ten quarterback in the league right now. Correct. He is. I mean, That's if you, just a fact. If you didn't believe it before, look what he did offensively with Johnson as the OC and what the Lions did. Correct. That was That's a top-ten quarterback. Maybe people thought that, that he was top-ten before the season started, but he solidified, for me, a top-ten quarterback with that performance. Correct. And his performance is. Andy, we appreciate your phone call. He leaves line open. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. El Paso, Texas, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Richie on Cap and J. Hood. Hello, Richie. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. What's up, buddy? So, as far as who's the biggest threat, um, I'm going to say, unfortunately, the Packers. Um, I feel like the Bears organization has like a PTSD type of thing, this trauma where it seems to have set into like a paralysis type of thing. And every time we we go against Green Bay, we just uh, we fail miserably. And um, I think they're the biggest threat. I think the Lions... Although they have a good roster, they made it to the playoffs. I think we hover a little bit closer to Fluke City when we talk about the Lions. I think the Green Bay Packers are the real deal, and I think they're going to continue to be a thorn in our side until we somehow shake all these years off of losing to them and somehow 
start to understand that we can crush them, especially this coming year. I'm excited about our defense because I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that I see that crushing of that Green Bay offense that we know uh, we're capable of. Richie, we appreciate the telephone call. I'll, I'll say this. He says this. It's that Detroit is more of a fluke than a real thing. I disagree. We will see. I don't, I don't agree with it, but we will see. Again, when I look at the playoff picture, Cap, I look at the NFC as a whole. I know we're locked in on the NFC North and how the Bears can be able to get out of the basement of the North. I get that. The Packers are the class, to me, uh, of, the, uh, of the division more times than not. But Detroit, because of the way they were built to get to where they are right now, that tells me that it's sustainable, the way that they built it. Now, there could always be a key injury here or there, just like, okay, now they, they're a setback. Say, for instance, we set the, the win total. We, even know, we don't even know the schedule yet. They were 12-5 and five this year. So if they have nine wins, ten wins, that's still a playoff team. Correct. It's still better than the Seahawks with a new coach in Arizona and Carolina and Atlanta. It's still going to be better than the Commanders, a new Commanders team. Yep. Giants. Who has a brighter future right now, the Eagles or the Lions? The Lions. It's not close. The Eagles are an older team. They just lost their Hall of Fame center. Lane Johnson is about at the end of his deal. Mm -hmm. He's been playing forever. A.J. Brown has been nothing but a malcontent in the locker room the lions have a way brighter future yes you mean that that same eagles team that had uh, going to the super bowl and winning it could that that eagles team oh did you have them winning it i didn't even realize i thought you had me and jay moore had oh i didn't even realize <laughs> sorry <laughs> we both i mean that same eagles team you're talking about right Shane, who did smoke. i have winning it detroit and beating who? The Jets. The Jets. Oh, yeah, you, well, that was a ticket. But I think in our picks, you did Lions and Bills. I Lions think. Still. There you go. Either way, it's irrelevant now. We could tear, tear those tickets up and tear that sheet up now. It's all over. I got nothing left. <laughs> Three, you, one, two. You, you, what are we? You had the Lions. You had the Cowboys. You had the Bills. You had the Jets. Yeah. Oh, Sprayed he, the board. He's the cooler. He, he also <laughs> had, had the White Sox win the World Series, second year of La Russa. Correct. You're the cooler. <laughs> you won't take the Cowboys next year. I know you won't be doing that. You won't be doing that. No mm, shot. I don't know about that. You we'll won't see. do that. No. We'll see. I'm not going to allow you to do it. I'll restrain your pockets. How about that? Uh, I I will put a hand, I'll put handcuffs. Cap, don't do it. We'll see. That Cowboys team, kid. No. Haven't you learned? Stove's hot when you touch it. That's You know what? New rule. Until or unless they win a Super Bowl, you can no longer bet on them to win one. You can't take the <laughs> cheese rule. anymore. Now You're wait done. A minute. That's enough. <laughs> on who? The Cowboys? Yeah. Yes. No more picking the Cowboys. You're done. No more taking the cheese. I, I will. Have this is me as a friend. You cannot put your hand in that mouse trap again. You're no. done. You know what, Shay? He apparently he has disposable income. He just just throw money in the furnace. No problem. You want to keep doing that? That's fine. I don't have that. They're going to get digs back. They're going to be tough to beat. And you know, this is for Buffalo. both of us, Cap. Neither of us can put our hand in the Buffalo mousetrap again until or unless they actually win it. He's pretty good, kid. You guys just don't listen. You just don't listen. Again, in this economy, you had that kind of disposable income. I wish I was on your level. Wow. You know, I'm outside, you know, just trying to get a dollar outside the Dunkin' Donuts every morning just to make ends meet. 312. 
332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. I have another question when we come back, too. Oh, great. Shot or no shot coming up at 8 o'clock and more of your thoughts. Again, Packers or Lions, who is the bigger threat for the Bears' long-term future? On Cap'n J. Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Had to put that penny on the, uh, the needle so that way the song could start. There we go. That's going to stay. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. 49ers and Detroit Lions, the Sunday NFC Championship game, drew 56.6 million viewers, the most on Fox for that round since 2012. You just think about 56 million. That's up 19% when the Eagles took on the 49ers. I mean, that is just an amazing number. Nothing matters most than live sports. I don't care what reality show that you're into, bigger than Big Brother, bigger than uh, Housewives of Huntsville, Alabama, whatever that show is on, on Oprah's channel. I mean, think about 56.6 million. That's moon landing numbers. That's man on the moon numbers. Crazy. Cap. For, <laughs> like, if I'm just any other network, I'm just, I have a white screen and a flag just waving it for four hours. What do we have that we've already got in the vault? Just put something on. Seriously. What there's there's nothing once a football game a live football game is on one of these major networks away from Amazon cap it's all over for anybody else there, there's nothing else it, it, I mean we're talking about what used to be considered Super Bowl numbers for a championship game fifty six point six million people crazy that's just a few shy of Chicago Tribune live oh. <laughs> Back to the phone lines we go. Well, you know what's really incredible is we get all these articles. Wow. Gen Z and millennials don't care about live sports. They don't watch. It's true. Like, MLB national numbers are way down. NBA national numbers are there, not what they once were. There's nothing close to the NFL. The gar- that, that, garbage NBA the other night. I'm all excited. Embiid against Jokic. Oh, Embiid's get a rest day. I mean... Come on now. It's incredible. Like, we get all these studies. Young people don't care about live sports. And the NFL just keeps growing. Huh. The chokehold gets tighter. <laughs> just There's nothing that's going to slow it down. Nothing's going to slow it down. It's just, um, it is just it amazing. Is, I, mean, I love baseball. So do you. Major League Baseball, the World Series versus what we watched this week. Come on now. It's not even close. <laughs> and, uh, let me just say this to you. It's crazy. Can we stop with the idiotic, I hate when they show Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. You don't like cool stories? Hey, well, guess what? She's, by all accounts, a really good person, very charitable. She's the most famous entertainer in the world at this point. He's a really good guy. He's a Hall of Fame player. I'm tired of seeing it. Now turn your freaking TV off. I think it's a cool-ass story. Oh, people on social media are sour on love and water's wet. Yeah, what a shock. I mean, that, that's why I don't sell because I'm like, oh, people don't like that? Great. Uh, it can't be real. That's a fake romance. Stick it up your keister. Well, you know, Dion Miller from our team here at ESPN Chicago. Yeah. It's a dear friend. Dion thinks. I was like, that's the position that Taylor Swift's 
alleged, I always say alleged boyfriend plays. And she's always like, she's, she argues with me about whether or not that they're actually together. But then after they kissed on stage, which again, what grown person in their 30s does that with their boyfriend? But I digress. If you want to believe that they're in love, then go for it. But they're anyway. They're still single. The, you're forgetting those days when you had romantic dinners at home together. Yeah, but and, but you also know <laughs> you also <laughs> you also know Peggy that all he had to do was stand behind that little curtain and they could have shared that kiss privately. But no, they didn't do that. They made sure a million people saw them kiss. Okay, well, again, th- this relationship doesn't matter to me. I like to poke holes in it, you know, when KFC wasn't doing well, because I thought, this is Yoko Ono. She's going to break up the Beatles, or in this case, the Chiefs, right? I thought that that was the... But as far as the relationship is concerned, I I hope it goes well. I I think that um, odds are that it may not, just based on, you know, Taylor Swift and her previous relationships. But the point is, though, is that if they like each other, if they love each other, good for them. Move yeah, on. Yeah, it's cool. Move on. I think it's super cool, man. But for me to dig in and do an hour topic on whether or not they're in love or not, or be able to, or or people that hate love because they don't have that kind of relationship, that's usually what it stems from. I don't have someone that loves me like that. No one, you know, kisses me in public like that. That's usually where it stems from. Those that don't get any. Correct. Well said. Well said. <laughs> that's that's usually. I think it's a cool ass story. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, their deserts dry, so that's usually what happens when they just are cynical about love. That's usually the case, right? Yeah. So, shot or no shot in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.